this computer. All right, great. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of All the Things ADHD. All the things. Good. Awesome. I didn't interrupt you this time. I can also see you hold up your microphone. I'm like, well, and now I know it's coming. You'd think after how many times we've done recordings. You're reading my body coming. language now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Lee Scaler up the set. And I am one of your other co-hosts, Amy Hope Morrison. Hope? Yeah, it's my middle name. My mom, my sister's middle name is also Hope because my mom was hoping for two girls. Although my sister who is younger than me said she's called Hope because my mom was hoping for a better one the second time. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, and so my kid also has the middle name, Hope, um, <laughs> because now that's going to be our sort of family uh, assigned female at birth middle name. And, and they were just telling me they plan to get like a snake at some point and they're going to call it like Fettuccine Hope Noodle. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're going to keep the middle name. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. Yeah, I don't know why I threw the hope in there today. I'm like triple naming myself to make things more serious. Like when you full get, name yeah. your kids, right? Because you're in trouble. Because you're in trouble, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You always do like, I, I can remember when any of my friends in high school would make the mistake of revealing their middle name. And then I was like, oh, I'm middle naming you if I'm Maddie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I like assign middle names to the pets when I yell at them too. Right. And it's hope. I assign the middle name hope to them. Like buddy, hope, barber, Jasper, hope, barber. It's like, now it's just this thing we do in my family. Everybody gets the middle name hope when they're in trouble. Like I hope it's not that bad. <laughs> my, mine, my, mine hate it because I'll get super annoyed at them when I'm coaching them at swim team and I'll pull out their full names because Ooh. also they, but also is that they're called by both my kids are called by a shortened name and that's how they prefer to be known. And most of their friends yes. don't know like the full version of their name. Like, mm -hmm. um, so if I uh -oh. pull out Leonidas William, they're all like, who they're like, you're in trouble, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. You like got Greek named. This is like, problematic now uh oh yeah that's why you don't want to have like your mom be your coach on stuff because like they know mm -hmm. your full legal name and they also know like your childhood baby nickname right yeah which you can also pull out and be like oh my god mom don't yeah oh i get that all the time i get mm -hmm. that all the time with my daughter in particular my son just sort of rolls his eyes i don't know he just he turned 12 though and so now we're going like he's about to start middle school next year we're finishing up sixth grade you know so i'm sort of expecting the i'm i gotta get the pushback pretty soon um, yeah pretty soon you're gonna be prince philip and you're gonna have to walk like two paces behind right yeah <laughs> yeah well like, i already do i already yeah. do and i mean my my son already doesn't well you know, my son, the introvert that already doesn't want to go anywhere. So it's like, right. now he's old enough that we don't have to force, like, are you going to come grocery shopping? And he looks at us like, do you not know me? Like, who do you right. think like this is, um, you know, and sometimes we trick him to go into the mall and he's like, oh God, why are we? And I'm like, dude, you grew, you need new clothes. I'm not guessing anymore. This right. is like, <laughs> okay, fine. I guess we get just shorts, but just shorts. Mom. Yeah. How have we strayed from the topic already? We're like one minute in. I don't even remember what we were supposed to be doing right now. What? We were going to talk about transitions today. Oh, yeah. Let's transition. Yeah, let's transition. Into today's episode. 
we're we're doing the classic ADHD thing, which is not so much transitioning, but careening. Careening, from- yeah. It's like immediate. We're like a rabbit, you know, like rabbit yeah. evading prey. Is not that the rabbit is faster; it's that the rabbit changes direction in completely arbitrary and immediate ways, right? Yeah. So let's yeah. be the rabbit. Zoom. Yep. Yeah. Zoom. So like the just this way. Let's dash. That's right. So um, this was your idea. So explain a little bit why we wanted to talk a little bit about, well, no, we need to transition, right? Like, and again, there's, there's, we can careen and then all of a sudden you're less like, no, I can't. I've hit a wall and now I'm not sure how to start this anymore, which yeah. is another sort of classic ADHD. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, we've been talking for the last couple of episodes um, about rest, right? And about like shifting out of one mode, basically, which is not rest mode and into rest mode. But there is a transition in there, right? The transition where you cease to operate in one state and then something happens and then you operate in a different state, right? Like, so the transition you were talking about Leo's bedtime routine, right? The the transition from awake time to asleep time has like a number of rituals associated with it and takes a certain amount of time. Um, the transition um, we talked about in our pandemic episodes last year um, from work time to not work time for me involves changing outfits, right? Yep, so, same. Yep. Right? Um, so I'm trying to mark those transitions with, with like a physical action that involves changing my clothes, but also that like I can look at my own body and see that I'm wearing different clothing. And so I know like that the, the change between the two states happens via transition. A transition is I have to go into my room and make the decision to change my clothes, right? Um, and like so many ADHD people, sometimes I find myself still when I'm in the evening portion, which is the track pants portion of my day, still wearing my work clothes because I could not muster up the spoons to engage the transition act, which is simply take off this pair of pants and put a different pair of pants on, right? So I know a lot of ADHD people struggle with those really simple transitions. You know, I don't want to be wearing the tight pants with the belt on, but I also somehow can't muster the will to just take them off, right? So like those are the little transitions. And I think there are like bigger transitions too, like the transition from, you know, uh, I've been working for X number of weeks in a row, but now I'm going to book a long weekend and be in vacation mode. Right. And so many of us have difficulty shifting out of like work brain and into vacation brain. We'll be checking our emails on the beach or, or what have you, or like just completely unable to unclench about that. Um, and then there are even bigger transitions, right? Like the transitions that we've had to all go through over the past 13, 14 months from like not a pandemic to a pandemic to relaxing of restrictions to tightening of restrictions to, oh, now it's a second wave and oh, now we're going back to work, but in a different way than before. There's a lot of transitions there and, and a lot of us get really lost in that we could handle state A and we can handle state B. It's like, how do we get between those states though? So I was like hoping we could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I think that there's, I think I said this where we're not quite post pandemic yet. We're kind mm-hmm. of in the we're in the, that in-between space, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not quite, and and again, depending on where you live, it's a different space where we're a little bit, somehow, miraculously, a little bit further ahead than y'all are in Canada down here in the States. <laughs> I know, I know. I never, I, I, look, I'm as shocked as you are, right? Like, <laughs> and, and I, you know, and I, I worry, like my, um, you know, my parents finally got their first vaccine, but then it's like, no, we're waiting till June to get our second. When are you getting yours? I'm like, exactly three weeks after, oh um, like to the minute. Um, 
and 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 I mean I have friends with with kids who you know they don't even know if they're going to get to do anything again this summer mm-hmm. right and it's been it's also been weird to sort of see the different stages whereas um you know in Canada you all went or a lot of it actually almost everyone went back to school yeah right um and now there's a lockdown and people have gone back home but like we never went back to school right right like we did not go back to school up until like very very recently yeah um and so that's been a little bit of a different transition but we haven't gone back to school but we've been allowed to do all the extracurriculars and so my kids have been able to swim and my kids have been able to do ballet with social distancing and, and masking and all of that kind of stuff whereas you know i have a really like one of my best friends and former teammates his kid he coaches too and his kids coach they haven't been able to get back in the water Oh yeah, no. Like they have not here. been allowed to get back in the water, and and I'm just like, like I, I'm like chlorine kills everything, but but it's just been so. Okay, this well, is less about transitions, but but more about, and th- I think this is part of the transitions is that it is especially hard when you see other people, right, right. When it doing seems certain things. Yeah, seems, right. Then it seems less like a transition between states and more like you know because I went to Catholic school for many years. I'm like, is this purgatory? Or is this limbo? Yeah. Right? Like, are we being there you go. punished in the interim way that we will yeah. eventually cease being punished for? But like the whole idea is like you're in purgatory because like you're not ready for heaven yet, right? Like you have some penance to do still. Yeah. But limbo is like, you are not going anywhere. So like I ask you, here's like the thought experiment. So your kids were off at the same time that my kid was off, like last March, right? Boom. Yeah. They leave for the break. They don't come back. Uh, yeah. Would you prefer your situation, which is like your kids did not go back for essentially a whole year? Or would you prefer my position, which was my kid went back in September to in-person school until December, but then was off for six weeks after Christmas, but then was back for three weeks after the lockdown again, but now is home again. So I've done a lot of transitions here. Like I would say in general, the more days that, that my kid is at school, like and out of my house is better for me in all ways, but the constant transitioning back and forth, I'm finding incredibly wearing and fraying of everybody's yeah. resilience in my house. Well, what do you think? Oh yeah. No, I prefer what we're doing. And I'm even noticing that the transition is, is really hard where both my kids were like, we want to go back, right? Two days a week, four days a week, doesn't matter. We want to go back. We want to get out of the house basically. Right. Like, even though they had been, it was just like, we, we want to get back into some form of in-person schooling. I said, you know, and I'm, again, it's, it was, we made a calculus, both my husband and I are low risk and we don't have any elderly, you know, our parents live in Canada. So we're not worried about infecting, you know, people who are high risk in in that. So we said, yeah, you know, we'll, you, you can go back to school. Um, But they've gone back to school and even my son, and because some people can still choose to be virtual and they know that they could choose to be virtual. So some days my son is still just like, can I just be virtual today? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you said you're going back to school. <laughs> Go back it's to limbo. school. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. This is like yeah. one of the things that I think maybe some of our listeners will be struggling with too, is that um, everything is happening all at once and then never. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, we're, you know, preparing to go back to campus, except that we're not. Right. Or, well, you know, you should get yourself ready to make this transition, but we don't know when it's going to happen. It could be yeah. in one week or it could be in three months. Like we yeah. don't know. And yeah. I, I wonder how many of us fall into the transition and get stuck. Right. Yeah. 
or, or if this is like maybe particularly triggering, like I know the autistic part of me, like as if I can separate it from the rest of it, like it's just a thought experiment here. The autistic part of me really does not deal well with uncertainty, <laughs> right? Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. What, is the, what is the plan? What is happening? Yeah. I need to get myself yeah. ready for it. And, but also the ADHD side of me finds it very hard to shift from one anything to a different anything that, that pivot moment that take off the uncomfortable pair of pants and put on the comfortable pair of pants. I will just not do because the thought of the activity required to make that transition somehow is more burdensome than wearing like tight pants with a belt. Why, why are we like this Lee? Why is it so hard to transition? I'll, I'll, I'll admit to something. And I think a lot of people, and I've seen this before with people with ADHD is that my biggest like day-to-day challenge is going to take a shower. Oh, I God, just yeah. like, and I, I, I always know I feel better after the shower. I don't mind being in the shower. I end up spending entirely too much time in the shower because then Same. it becomes impossible to transition out of yes, the shower. Yes, exactly. Can't get um, in, can't get out. Yeah, but it, but there's just some block about it where it's just like, oh, but then I'm going to, and my hair is going to be wet and I'm going to be wet and I'm going to have to dry off. And then I just got my hair the way I liked it. And then yeah. it's going to be puffy again. And, and like, it's going to take forever to dry and I've got it like, so there's, there's a whole routine associated with the shower, which makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Right. But it's just, it looks arduous to me. Right yeah. before I get into it, where it's just like there are so many steps. Like I've got to test the sh- get undressed and then uh, test the shower and then get in and then then wash my hair and there's a lot of hair and then I got to condition and then I got to you know and <laughs> and then get I'm going to be itchy when I come out, so I have to yeah. use the good lotion. If I'm using the good lotion, yeah. I should get out my eczema creams. Like yeah. and so like it's really funny. This is like very classic ADHD. Is like I will sit here and stew for 45 minutes because I really don't think I can spare the 20 minutes it's going to take me to shower. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not showering. Yeah. And then I'm just like, well, I'm really gross. Uh, And Mm -hmm. part of, part of it is um, if I get into the shower immediately after my husband and like take away just the one step of having to turn it on, it it makes it easier. No, I'm serious. I'll be like, okay, just leave the shower on. Let me know when you're done. And then I'll get in. Right. Where it's just like one less thing. And then like one little external trigger where it's like, okay, time to get in the shower. It's like, all right, good. Okay. Let's, and it's just, it's the weirdest thing. Um, But, but other people, like I'm, and some people, it's like that for eating, right? Yeah. Where it's just oh, like, no, it's I like can't. That. No, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I hate cooking too, right? That process that mm-hmm. goes with cooking where I'm just, you know, I will, I will, you know, I'm, I'm a master, as I say, at microwaving things um, because <laughs> I would much rather just toss something in the microwave for three minutes than I would like assemble even stuff that my husband has pre-prepared. And then all I have to do is put it right. together. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's. I shower at night now. Um, again, this is some of the ways that we deal with transition, right? It's like figure out what the main part of the barrier is. And like in the yeah. morning, I just like don't want to do anything. In the morning, I'm usually starving and I'm unmedicated and I'm cranky and like my legs are sore from whatever it is that I did. And it's like all I can do to get up, eat breakfast, take my pills, and then I have to like go for a walk or something to wake up. And I'm like not going to work a shower in there it's just too much logistics and also like the thought of having to get all the way naked and then all the way wet and cold is just like oh my and then God, all the way dressed it. again 
and then all the way dressed <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I have my shower now is when I like have to change out of my track suit anyways to put pajamas on. So there was going mm-hmm. to be naked. I mean, like, I know that's true in the morning too, but I don't have anything else to do before bed. Right. Except have this yeah. shower. Um, and I do um, like the way I feel after my shower. And I have like these, this like from lush sleepy lotion and a oh, sleepy yeah. um, uh, shower cream whatever that I put on the poof and I'm like it's just turns in this really really nice relaxing I guess I'm like Leo with my like long evening shower like I it becomes a very pleasant um sensory experience that is part of the transition of going to bed for me so I'm not like sticking it in like like sometimes like I'll go for a run at four in the afternoon and I will come back and I will be like legitimately crunchy yeah like gross like you can like rub your hand on my face and salt will come off like I'm just gross but I will not um have a shower then because I'd have to take off my running clothes and then have a shower and put different clothes on but then after that I'm gonna take those clothes off and put my pajamas on it feels like of too many transitions right so I will be gross until some period after supper (laughs) and then have my before bed shower because for some reason I add one more transition into my day and I can't handle it yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I wonder if that has to do with like our, our tendency. I think you're more prey to this than me to like multitask and putting the air bunnies around Yeah. multitask. Cause like for me, multitasking is just like doing many transitions at the same time. And I want to die. Yeah. No, for like, and this is part of trying to trick me myself into getting into the shower. And this is a, a typical ADHD trick. Like I will, I will reward myself, which is just like, I'm not just going to take a shower. I'm also going to listen to a podcast. Oh yeah. Right. Like I will listen to, oh, I've got my podcast that I like. And, and today I'm going to listen to this podcast while I'm in the shower. So it doesn't feel like, cause that's the other thing that it kind of feels like to me. It feels like and I know it's not, and this is, it's weird. It just feels like wasted time. It's boring. Yeah. It's there you go. It's boring. And even if I'm sitting there like playing, like I, like you said, I could be sitting there for 20 minutes playing 2048 or candy crush or whatever, where it's like, I could be showering, but to me, it's just like, yeah, but I'm doing something here where just showering is not doing anything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I have started to listening, not to podcasts in the shower. Cause I like, uh, I just have difficulty picking out the speech, but I will listen to like my favorite music that's not appropriate to listen to while I'm working because it's too yes. distracting yeah. while I'm yeah. working. And I have this like little Bose mini speaker that's also fully waterproof. And I just put it on the shelf in the shower. And then somehow that becomes like an activity that is less boring. But I do listen to podcasts. Like I queue up my podcast for other boring transition things, like for when I want to get dressed in the mic, I will wake up and I'll have my special emergency meal replacement shake before I get out of bed so that I have the energy to get out of bed. But then it's like, I just want to sit down and read the New York Times on my phone for an hour because yeah. I'm too bored. Um, yeah. But if I turn on like the CBC radio morning show on my phone and put my phone in my pocket now, I can manage to like make the bed and like brush my teeth and wash my face and do all those things. It would just be too boring. <laughs> in that transition between sleepy time and get to work time so like sometimes I have to have like I guess that's like knitting in a meeting right I have to listen to a podcast while I'm brushing my teeth or I'm not going to brush my teeth I'm just not it's too boring and and you know what that's so funny because uh, like I miss radio Right. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's not like you used to wake up in the morning and you'd put on morning radio. Right. Yeah. And I know some people can't stand it, but we would listen to the morning circus, the local morning circus. Right. So we would listen to 
um, anybody who grew up in Montreal, like this is gonna, you're gonna be like, oh my God, yes. Um, whatever radio station Terry and Ted were at, like, and, and they moved around a lot. And of course there's only a certain number of English language stations in Montreal. Um, and, you know, that's what we would listen to. And it was a mix of music and, you know, news and talk. And even when we moved down to Southern California, um, they had a great morning show there on the rock alternative station that we used to, that I used to always listen to driving to work in the morning and, and while I was getting ready. Uh, but after we had the kids, you know, they didn't, they didn't want, like any of that. And so there was something about, there was something so important about that transition in the morning that it was like, my mom would come in and wake us up and turn on the stereo. This is also like growing up in the eighties and nineties, yeah. there's the massive wall unit stereo in the living room right. and it would get flicked on yeah. and like, not turned up super loud but turned up loud enough that it was like you're not falling back asleep and you would sort of you know bleary-eyed go through with that sort of soundtrack in the background almost you know like what you're describing right yeah well that's a little bit like um using emotional contagion for good right is like I need some peppy people who've already been awake for four hours to make it seem like this is the time for us to be chipper to be making jokes and finding weird stories off the newswire and reading yeah. them out for comic effect and then playing a really loud pop song and then fart noises and then a call-in contest like yeah because it's like so active that um you can pick up that mood um yeah. from them like because so often emotional contagious contagion does us in right like we were talking about before about picking up people's moods and like taking them on when they're not actually your mood and then freaking out right um so sometimes it's good if you can activate that to get your energy levels up to to participate in your day before you're ready that's a good transitions trick I never like those I find that that radios are just too frenetic right it's too loud this this shocks me in no way shape or form I was like Amy this is Amy's nightmare yeah I'm listening to CBC (laughs) which does like 17 minute interviews with the guy examining the budget right yeah okay I'll listen to that I'll listen to yeah, something I'm with not, the PhD I'm not the NPR person right like yeah, we weren't the CBC radio or NPR yeah. but it's like I like listen to NPR in the morning and I'm like that puts me right back to sleep I'm just like there is too much of this radio NPR voice going on where I'm just, yeah the NPR voice is like very very quiet and yeah. ASMR and we're all gonna go yeah. to sleep <laughs> I wake up to that. Right. I'm like, it's got a gentle me. Like it's people talking and that's enough for me. So Friday, we record this podcast on Fridays and Friday is like kind of a trash fire for transitions for me. And I usually spend Friday in some great state of agitation and be ready to not feel sorry for me at all. Because like normally I would have my office hours, virtual office hours with my graduate students from 10 until 11. And I'm on camera for that. So it means I have to be dressed. Um, by that point. And I like to have my coffee by then, but like, that means I have to leave the house in pretty short order after I get up to make sure that I have enough time to like get to Starbucks and come back and like have makeup on. And so I'm all mad about how already my whole morning is transitioned. Um, And then we have a cleaning service that comes every week. It's like Molly made now and they come on, I'm using the air bunnies again, Friday, (laughs) right? But we never quite know when? So we also have to tidy the house before they get here so that they can vacuum the floors. They need to be able to see them. And I also don't like- They need to be able to see them. I love that. The, t- yeah. the tidying because it's yeah. it's boring. So mm-hmm. part of my ritual um, on Fridays, then for all of these transitions that I have to do is I listen to our podcast, Lee, because we release it on Friday. <laughs> and I'm like- Oh, I want to listen to, but I can't just listen to the podcast because it's too boring to just sit and listen to the radio. So I put it on in my headphones and I tidy my house 
and I brush my teeth and I go to Starbucks and get my coffee. And usually I get all of that done. And then I run out of podcast and the, that has saved uh, my Friday mornings is having our own podcast to listen to because I, I really want to do it. Right. I don't yeah. want to do any of the other things. I'm like, I really want to hear like how we sound this week. And like, if it worked out, I'm going to like write down things we have to remember and all that stuff. And I really want to do that. So now that's associated with all those tasks that I'm big mad about, like, Oh, I have to clean my house because the cleaning ladies are coming, but I have other things I want to do. And I resent that I don't get to do them right now yeah. you know, because the people who are cleaning my house for me are inconveniencing me. <gasps> right. I, I hear yeah. it. I hear it when I say it, but I'm so bad. Oh, no, at but it's, but that's, but that's the thought process. Right. And that's what mm-hmm. people who like don't understand. And it's good to narrate it because people who are neurotypical just don't understand what that process is. Right. Like, yeah. it's just like, and, and I get it too. Right. It's just, they just want to say, just do it. Like, why can't you just yeah. do this thing? And it's like, no, yeah. I really just can't like the, somehow. Like, why can't yeah. you just get up and put yourself in the shower? And it's like, I just, I just, it, there's, there's a process that goes on in my head that is like, no, mm-hmm. you know, it is, there's too much. I don't have enough spoons for a shower. Um, and it somehow like becomes 50 times harder when someone says like, you are literally sitting six feet away from yeah. the shower head. Like, why aren't you like, it's just, yeah. you could just get up and do it right now. And as soon as they say that somehow I dig in, you turn into a thousand pound stone and you're just I do. like, no, yeah, I do. Yep. Like, you might think it's easy, right? You might think I'm only six feet away from the shower and I am, and you might think it would take me like one second to walk over there and it would. Right. But it's still impossible. And now I hate myself. Yeah. Even and more. You. Because they're not and being you. unreasonable. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're not being unreasonable no. and saying like, this no. is not a hard thing to do, but no. it's hard for me because I don't like going from dry to wet. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I don't like going from wet to dry. Yeah. Right. And I don't like going from pajamas to street clothes. And I don't like going from street clothes to running clothes. Like this is the main impediment to my running often is um, I have this very complicated set of running bras <laughs> that like are multi hook difficult to get on. I can't oh, run Jesus. in my regular bra. I have to put this like running bra yeah. on. And sometimes for like a three kilometer speed run that I have to do, which will take me 18 minutes of running, takes me 45 minutes to put my running clothes on. And yeah. that's sometimes why I skip my run. It's not because I don't have time to do the run, but I don't have time to do the elaborate transition rituals oh if you want if you want elaborate transition rituals i do i mean it's it those are huge impediments for me to to go swimming Mm. right because i have to wedge myself into a speedo and you know get there the cap's got to go on i gotta get my the the goggles have got to go on and gotta get all the equipment ready and um i mean you don't have to use equipment but like a kickboard and you know that sort of thing but then there's afterwards and you're all smell like chlorine again then your hair is really wet and i mean i'm gonna take i should take a shower but then i'm like then the bathing suit is like soaked like there's a there's the bathing suit that's wet when you come out of the water with chlorine and then there's the bathing suit that's wet when you get out of the shower and you're like you have to walk across the deck and you're not in the pool yet but you're already frozen yeah yeah or or a thousand degrees depending on like the 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 condition and then you're just like is the water cold today or is the water hot and you're like and you i say to my swimmers everyone turns like goldilocks it's too hot it's too cold you know and you generally just like and and you're never happy with it you jump in and it's like soup and you're like it's gonna suck to swim in this then you jump in and it's freezing you're like oh it's gonna suck to swim in this um 
you know, don't and, we just sound like the biggest whiners though? You're like, yeah. it's too hard oh, yeah. to get in the pool. And I'm like, my cleaning ladies are upsetting <laughs> me. Like, but it's the transition. Yeah, no, it, right? it really is. Like if I could just, if you could just, if I could just snap my fingers and have my suit and cap and goggles on and be in the water, I'd be like, yep. All right, let's swim. Yeah. But, but like, <laughs> that those those steps between are just like and then the steps steps are going to take afterwards yeah yeah Yeah. now it's just become this hugely cognitive burden to-do list in your head of like you know so like some of the things that I do to try to make that a bit easier like we're talking about like listening to music in the shower or like me putting our podcast on I save it for like these days I need to get moving like some of the other things um that that we do like I've developed a habit now um every night I like kind of go through the whole house and pick up all my like assorted detritus um, like coffee cups or like where did I leave my good pen or like um, is my computer charger like where did I put that because it makes the transition to work in the morning easier yeah right if I get that stuff sorted out at night and like there's a lot of writing advice books like this too they're always like what they call it is like park on the downhill slope yeah. Right. Which makes more sense if you like drive a standard transmission car. It sort of says like you're less likely to stall out <laughs> if you're yeah. already pointed downhill yeah. and the car is going to be rolling. Right. So like there are some ways in which we can plan um, for transitions in in ways where we sort of recognize that we're not good enough at driving this car that we can park on an uphill slope yeah. and that it's a bit dodgy whether we're going to start if we're on a busy street or it's a bit dodgy, if we're going to start even on the flat part. So we need to find the downhill slope. So for me, that means like anything that's going to, that I'm going to have to deal with before I start work in the morning, I should probably deal with at night. Right. When I don't really feel a burden of productivity. It's not like I'm trying to answer 10 emails, but I should bring my dishes downstairs. That's why the dishes are still here. Right. Because I had to answer 10 emails, but tomorrow I'm not going to answer any emails if the dishes are still there. Cause it's going to drive me crazy. Right. So that's like one of the things I do, or like we have a pool membership and we keep um, the bathing suits, the towels, the goggles in a bag in the front closet. So we don't ever have to assemble that stuff. It's in the bag. Yeah, already because otherwise I'd spend 45 minutes like trying to motivate myself to put things in the bags so that we could go to the pool for probably half an hour like and then yeah. that's not a great use of my time so are yeah. there like do you have any tricks any other tricks about making your transitions fooling yourself into getting through them a little better no <laughs> I my kids do I have them for my kids and so okay. like a lot of what you're describing um like my son will put on clean clothes after he takes a shower at night and while we're watching. Um, and those are the clothes he will take them out, put them on the chair and say, these are the clothes I'm going to wear tomorrow. Right. Um, not that he spends a lot of time deciding what he's going to wear. He just just like grab t-shirt from t-shirt drawer, grab sweatpant, right. from sweatpant drawer, you know, maybe they match, but probably they don't, but you so know, but he doesn't like, have to do it in the morning. Cause he did that yeah. at night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we're, he's, he's very big on routine. Right. And so like, if you break that routine, then it's just like, it, he can't handle it. But like, once you've set up the routine, like he doesn't even need, it's been so much that he doesn't even need the alarms on his phone anymore because he just like knows what the order is of things to do in the morning and what time or around where in there that he does it. Now, the mornings that he happens to sleep in, which he's been Mm. doing lately because he's grown three inches in the past two months. Um, then it gets totally thrown off. 
right? Like it, it, he's, he's like his, he's based on a, a wake up time between six and six 30, which he just does automatically. If he sleeps into seven or seven 30, then it's all, it's all off because he's used to having, well, I'm going to watch anime, um, whatever anime was released overnight. And I'm going to watch that for the first half hour quietly in the morning before anyone else in the house is, you know, uh, moving or his sister is, you know, she's still in her room. Um, and then I, and he's, he's also taught himself how to fry eggs or didn't oh, teach himself. But yeah, no, I know. And so he had, makes himself fried eggs every morning for breakfast. Um, and so that's part of the routine. Like, what time is it? Okay. The, okay. The anime is over. Now it's time to make my eggs. Right. And so goes in and makes his eggs and all right, now the eggs are done. Um, now it is time to sort of organize the, you know, my lunch in my bag and okay, that's done. All right. Now it's time to walk the dog. And so we're going to go, you know, walk the dog and then I'll have about 15 minutes and I have to leave for school or go upstairs to the, right. But know, if he's like he's... half an hour behind everything, he, he's not yeah. able to shift the transition yeah. to take less time. Yeah. And, and swim team, it's sort of like, I yell down half an hour before we leave. And then I throw a swimsuit at him and he changes into that. And the swim bag is right at the door and the equipment bag is, you know, in the closet. Um, You know, so they just have to go in the closet. Equipment bag is there. Swim bag is there. Uh, and then we leave. And so there's, there's, there's a lot of that. The bags are all by the door The you know, it, the door is chaos, but it's got everything it needs. My daughter, she's sort of also, she plans her outfits the night before. What's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Okay. Let's, let's plan it out. What are we, what's on the schedule? And she'll go over it with me. Right. She's like, don't forget I have PT tomorrow, or don't forget I've got this thing tomorrow. And, um, you know, sort of plans that out, but like, you know, for, for me, it's just, I'm so focused in on making sure like I can, it's not that I don't trust them and I do, and they mostly get it right, but it's still this sort of mom instinct in the back of my mind that I have to make sure that like, are these things happening? Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Are we, are we happening? You know, it's yeah, been a I feel like I can manage other people's transitions better than I can manage yeah, my own because exactly. my block and then, is not for them. Like it's for me. Yeah. Right. Well, and so like you're, you're suggesting some ways of dealing with like transitions that are a matter of of routine, right? So routinizing, making yep. habitual certain kinds of, of transitions. And then we sort of learn the best way that we need to do them, like with music in the shower or like podcasts on our walk or like making it a walk that I take with my husband and he's much more timely than me. So I won't let him down. So I'll do it. Like yeah. there are those kinds so, of transitions, but then so there for are me, transitions actually, other people. Yeah. No, so for ahead. me, now that I'm thinking about it, how I manage my transitions is that I have to make it the shortest amount of time possible. Does that make now sense? Now it's a race. Well, yeah. yeah right. So added some artificial panic in there. Right. Yeah. Right. So it used to like when I was driving to work, um, I would, uh, I, a, I needed to get a good, I needed to get the few secret parking spots that were available. Um, and so like the alarm would go off at six 30 and it was basically like roll out of bed, go to the bathroom, get dressed, grab my coffee, get in the car and go. Right. Right. Like it was just like the and, and again, it's the minimizing the amount of steps. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are the least number of steps I need to take? And then I can get them done in 20 minutes. I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to get that parking spot. Right. Yeah. So um, you also know there that that you've taken away your capacity for discretion first thing in the morning. Right. Like yeah. you have time to read this one more article yeah. in the newspaper. No, you don't, because you know no. that it's like basically flying 
top speed by the seat of your pants. Yeah. And it's an open question yeah. whether you're going to get and, the parking spot or not. Yeah. And, and I know, but I also know that it's like, well, I got to get to work at like seven 30 in the freaking morning. Nobody's going to be in there and I'll have time to kind of, you know, I'll, I'll bring a, you know, there'll be something to eat. I can, there's a coffee machine. I can make myself another coffee while I'm there. I can, um, you know, and then sort of transition into the day that way and say like, look at my to-do list and all of that. So one of the ways that I've kind of artificially done that at home is um, I try honestly to schedule my first meeting of the day as early as possible. Right. Right. Yeah. Like if no one likes having your 9am meeting, but I'm like, if we can schedule a 9am meeting, I would much rather have a 9am meeting. It's like my, my daughter's um, has had doctor's appointment and I scheduled it for eight o'clock. So we right. scheduled from eight o'clock. I'm going to get up and get dressed. I'm going to grab my coffee and we're going to go to the schedule and my day is going to start. Yeah. Today I didn't have my first meeting until 10. And then it's just like, I, I barely managed to get dressed on time for the meeting. Right. So when you give yourself too much wiggle room, basically yeah. you wiggle yourself into limbo where yeah. you get nothing done. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a pretty common coping strategy too. I mean, that's the way like many ADHD students say, like, I do my best work at the last minute. And it's more yeah. like, well, you do your only work yeah. at the last minute because you need to goose your own adrenaline levels in order to be able to function at all. And so like what you've done is you've taken all the decision points like out of the, the get ready part, you're like, I'm going to get up and it's going to be like, step, 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 step. And they all yeah. need to happen in sequence right away, or I'm not going to yeah. make it to the thing. And then once you've made it to the thing, like, I love that, that the routine that you describe when you get to work at seven 30 is the routine that I have before I start work in the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know yourself enough to know, no, actually, if I start like that, I'm not going to get anywhere. Right. I need yeah. to get somewhere first um, and do yeah. this thing. And that's like a, a great way I think to manage those transitions that you know you're going to have difficulty with instead of just telling yourself to get better at doing it the normal well, I, way. Yeah. Well, and I made that, I actually made that observation. This is less about transitions and more just about working generally. As I made that observation yesterday on Twitter, it's like I'm grading right now. And I just have to like plan that the grading is going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. And I need to just plan for that. Um, and be okay with it, that I'm going to mm -hmm. get through two or three papers and be so bored um, that I have to take a 10 to 15 minute Twitter slash browsing yeah. patterns slash whatever it is break. And then like, you know, and then go back to it once I'm bored on Twitter, because I was just there 10 minutes ago and literally nothing has changed. Are you ever um, like on Twitter and then you're like, no, I'm done with this. And then you like, like go back to your home screen. And then the first thing you do is like click on Twitter again. Yeah. Even though you'd like just left it. Yeah. Or sometimes oh, I'll be like time. in Twitter, in my browser, on my computer, and I'll be bored with Twitter. And then I'll go up to the address bar and I will type in Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. this is not productive. Well, I hope that you are finding a way to be a little bit more productive than uh, Amy and I are um, peeing in this one. Uh, so um, we will join back up with this conversation on next week's episode of the podcast all the things adhd but in the meantime feel free to email us at all the things adhd at gmail.com or find us on twitter i am ready writing uh amy is digiwonk um please keep listening uh i would ask people to rate the podcast on whatever podcast but we all have adhd so obviously you're going to forget um which is fine so 
Thank you again so much for listening, and we will uh, see you, hear you, listen, be in your ears. I don't know. What am I supposed to say at the end of the podcast? We'll be here next week, same time, same place, and we'll continue having this conversation. Until then, uh, stay focused um, and uh, take care.